Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda this morning or today. Bullpen is going to be different, all right? A little different, but you're going to enjoy it. We covered an anti-Karen at a Burger King. She works at a Burger King or worked at a Burger King. And she was able to proceed and save others from being harassed by this very physically violent Karen. But she was let go from that establishment. She's going to bring us an update as to what happened and how we can help. Also, breaking down news of the day, my contributor, none other than Jeff Wiggins, Rebel HQ contributor and content creator, all around great guy. Should be a remarkable breakdown. First story of the day there's an elder, a preacher of the Christian church who has now been convicted of killing his own wife. There's an irony here that has not really been mentioned. This preacher used to belong to the same church or went to the same church as another preacher that we recently highlighted right here on Indisputable. So while this preacher was preaching about um, thou shalt buy me a Movado, he should have been preaching about thou shalt not kill. Let's put up the picture of the elder that was once connected to this um, so-called man of God. That is elder Robert Harris, 30 years of age of the repairers Kansas City Church in Missouri. He is accused of murdering his late wife, Tanisha, who was 38. She was an associate minister. The guy you just saw preaching is Carlton Thunder Burke. We're gonna get into more of that in a minute. So Robert Harris, the man who has been convicted of murder, is a former church elder charged with killing his wife after less than two years of marriage. He has been convicted now of first degree murder. Harris, who served as an elder at the Repairers Kansas City Charismatic Non-Denominational Church in Missouri, was convicted last Friday of the killing. His scheduled, he is now scheduled to be sentenced on November 3rd, according to the AP. Overland Police, here's the background. The Overland Police Department said that about 4 p.m., at about 4 p.m. on the day of the murder, they were called to an apartment in the 8000 block of Paris Street about a domestic disturbance. Harris was found alone in the apartment, but several hours later, he called the police to report that his wife was missing. When he further questioned, when he was further questioned, officers became suspicious and admitted he had something to do with her disappearance. Tanisha Harris's body was later found in a field in Raymore. Her husband was taken into custody. So during the trial, during the trial, many people testified. During the trial, it was exposed that there was a love triangle happening with this particular elder. Let's put up the picture of the young man that publicly identified himself as Stephen Jr. Um, Stephen was one that gave testimony, all right? Several people gave testimony about uh, Harris at trial at the Johnson County District Court, including this young man who testified that he was actually involved in a romantic relationship with the former church elder and army veteran. In an intense Facebook Live post, he said he wanted justice for Harris's wife, who he said was a longtime friend. He also accused congregants at Harris's church, where Pastor Carlton Thunder Burke served as lead pastor, of being hypocrites. Thunder Burke, the preacher 
who really desperately wants a Movado, leads the church at the well Kansas City with his wife. He was recently forced to apologize after he was shown in a now viral video throwing a spiritual tantrum from the pulpit in which he called his congregants broke, busted and disgusted and cheap sons and daughters for not honoring him with a watch from the luxury brand Movado. Now let's put up this group picture here of the elder and the pastor. So this is a photo of elder Robert Harris who has been convicted of murder. He's in the center. He's posing with his former pastor Carlton Thunderbird who's on the left and the other young people from that ministry. Now bring this to the attention of the masses because well, obviously if somebody commits the act of murder, they are spiritually, morally, ethically bankrupt. It is not ironic to me that an individual seeking God's face or seeking opportunity to replenish or seeking guidance did not find it at this particular church. So while the preacher here was preaching about, literally preaching about, You buying him a Movado. He had one of his elders on trial for murdering an associate minister. But he's preaching about buying him a Movado. That is the state of much religion here in the United States of America and beyond. While people are authentically seeking opportunity for remedy and refuge and replenishment, all they're getting is rejection, hypocrites. Charlatans, I got time to call them out. Dear brother, what are your thoughts here? I very much consider myself a Christian and I hope by the end of this sentence that God will consider me a Christian as well. It would appear that this pastor was not shepherding his sheep. He was focused on other things that can produce something, I don't know, what he deems to be valuable in the church instead of valuing what Honestly, the world over, Christians have been doing forever philanthropy, aid, assistance for a number of things, a number of reasons around the world, the world over. Christians do a lot of wonderful things. This isn't one of them, and that's an understatement I just said. This is a travesty all the way around. And like, how is this man gonna continue to have a job after this? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if there's any additional news that comes from this. But as it stands right now, um, obviously, there has been a conviction. Um, my hearts and prayers are with those who have to deal with the fallout of such a tragedy. A cop, a Vermont cop, decided it was a good idea to go and kick a person while they were handcuffed inside of a facility. Here's a video. Tell him to get away from me. Tell him to get away from me. 
The man you just saw who committed criminal assault is their boss. He's their captain. He's their supervisor. He's the person that is in charge of them. He's the individual who sets the tone and the culture. Let's put up this picture we have of Franklin County Sheriff who's on the left. His name is Roger Langevin and on the right, that is Captain John Grismore. He is no longer employed at that agency. Grismore had been on administrative leave following the incident earlier this month. Patrol deputies who witnessed the incident did in fact report the captain to the sheriff. And now it is currently under investigation by the state police, the state of Vermont. The sheriff said in a statement and I quote, I am proud of our deputies actions and integrity in coming forward. The actions of Captain Grismore do not reflect the values and high standards of conduct and performance that I expect from my staff each and every day. I'm gonna give you some insight as to what led up to the, to the assault. But before I do that, let me remind everyone that once again, even though the sheriff is saying the right thing and the deputies did the right thing by adhering to their mandate to report, uh, nobody has arrested the captain. What we saw was clear criminal assault. The captain should have been arrested that same day. Hell, he should have been arrested by the deputies that witnessed him do so. But because of the chain of command and because of this, let's say hypocritical dynamic connected to law enforcement that somehow those who are administrating law enforcement cannot somehow be accountable to it, is the reality we're living in. So here's what led to the assault. The video of the incident was provided by the county sheriff's office, the Franklin County Sheriff's Office. It shows the suspect handcuffed, shackled to a bench before falling down and hitting his face. After two deputies tried to help the man into a sitting position, the suspect attempts to gain or stand again. And Captain Grismore enters the frame, kicks the man in the crotch and then abdomen after area several times. The captain in another dynamic of irony is running unopposed for sheriff. So that same captain has political ambitions. He's running unopposed for the GOP nomination for the Franklin County Sheriff's Office. The current sheriff was backing him because the current sheriff is moving on. The current sheriff now says he will no longer support his captain for that particular office. Now, I'm not sure if this actually changes anything because the captain is running unopposed. I did some research in this and you know why he's running unopposed? Because the sheriff currently is so popular in the GOP that nobody decided to run against who the sheriff endorsed. And so now I have a question, here's my question. Did you not know that your captain behaves in this way? Is this really abnormal? Was this a one off, a rare mistake? He got hot headed for one moment, or is it sheriff that everybody is aware of how this captain operates? That everybody has seen this captain violate the rights of others. And it was okay until it went viral. NBC5 reached out to the Secretary of State's office to learn if there had been any updates regarding Grismore's candidacy. The department said that his role is limited to ensuring that candidates meet the statutory requirements to be placed on the ballot. 
The office does not have the power to remove a candidate's name from the ballot without a court order. So Captain Grismore's actions had previously caused both the Democrat and Republican candidates for Franklin County State's Attorney to call for his resignation. All right, it's caught on camera. Wheels of justice are moving slow. This guy should be arrested for the assault he committed. Remember, just because someone is temporarily incarcerated does not mean they temporarily shed their humanity. They should still be treated with the same level of decency and respect as anybody else. And they have constitutional rights, such as the right of due process. They cannot be punished just because a cop doesn't like them. It's taking away their right of due process. If you want to deprive someone of life, liberty, or even property, they must go through the process of due process. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts on this? I want to start off by saying when I first heard about this story, it said Franklin County. And I was afraid that it was our police department again here where I was grew up and where I currently live. It's Franklin County, Vermont, not Franklin County, Ohio. So right. there's that. I want to also say, so the suspect had his arms, his hands behind his back, cuffed behind his back. And he was covered by two law enforcement officers who can A, restrain him if something happens and B, if they were unable to deescalate him. But C, if he became combative, what was he gonna do? They're wearing personal protective equipment and they have weapons. This was unnecessary for him to step in. And if he's a supervisor managing the situation and he thought that they would fail in doing any of the three things that this name, de-escalating him, restraining him, or just dealing with the combat, then what are we doing? And so as you alluded to earlier, Dr. Richie, I was hoping watching this video that they would turn around and arrest him immediately. But I guess the chain of command doesn't work like that when it comes to law enforcement officers. Yeah, and it should, and it can, it legally can. There's no legal prohibition to arresting a commanding officer, none at all. All right. The White House, guess what, they got receipts. You know all the Republicans who have been saying, hey, forgiving student loan debt bad. It's a handout, it's socialism on steroids. Well, those same Republicans have had a lot of money forgiven, way more than 10 or $20,000. And the White House decided to provide receipts. Now, let me give you some background to this because it's quite fascinating. And whoever the hell has access to the White House Twitter, damn it, they better stay on that job. All right, you better not let them go. Okay, let's bring up the White House Twitter account that reminded Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia, a frequent Biden critic, that she was once a recipient of the Paycheck Protection Program established by former President Donald Trump during the pandemic to help small businesses. So the account tweeted out this with a clip of Green in a News Max interview. Here it is. For our government just to say, you know, okay, well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing is a pure coincidence there as well. But it's completely unfair and taxpayers all over the country, taxpayers that never took out a student loan, taxpayers that pay their bills and 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 you know maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people, they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student that piled up massive debt going to some Ivy League school. That's not 
Less than 1% of the American population goes to an Ivy League institution, by the way. So when they utilize those types of stats in order to justify their ridiculously held position, they're already trying to fix the outcome of the narrative. Now remember, this is coming from a person who literally took money and then told the government to forgive the money she took while complaining about individuals who make less money than her complaining about them receiving a break of maybe 10,000, some up to 20,000. She has a problem with this. Let me go ahead and put up the rest of the hypocrites here. In additional Twitter post on Thursday, the White House called out. First row left to right, Representative Vern Buchanan, representative from Florida, who had $2.3 million in PPP loans forgiven. Representative Mullen. Another Republican had 1.4 million in PPP loans forgiven. Second row left to right, Representative Kevin Hearn, Republican had over 1 million in PPP loans forgiven. And to the accused underage sex trafficker, Matt Gates, he had $482,321 in PPP loans forgiven. Each Republican the White House decided to put on blast. They have all, every single one of them, have criticized the debt forgiveness for student loans. Also, in an unrelated but related saga, Wednesday, Trump has now called on the GOP to fire Mitch McConnell. You gotta go, according to Trump. Uh, the minority leader, Senate minority leader, is now on Trump's chopping block for real this time. Accusing the senator of being a, and I quote, pawn for the Democrats. In his statement, Trump cited a story from the Federalist about McConnell and his wife, Elaine, who got they got alleged ties to China calling for the senator's ouster. Now, I don't feel bad for Mitch, okay? I don't feel bad for Moscow Mitch, let me tell you why. Mitch has been riding on the lies of Donald Trump since day one, as long as those lies benefited him. Now, is Mitch McConnell doing the bidding of the Democrats? No, that's a lie. But oh well, Mitch McConnell, you are okay with the lies as long as they were working for you. So this is a lie that's gonna work against you, and guess what? Because you conditioned the followers of the Republican Party to believe Donald Trump over logic, science, and facts. They're going to believe this. They are going to believe, sir, that you in fact are working on behalf of the Democrats because you told them to believe Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell, is not an opposition leader, he is a pawn for the Democrats to get whatever they want, Trump said in a statement. He is afraid of them and will not do what has to be done. A new Republican leader in the Senate should be picked immediately. In Wednesday's statement, Trump accused McConnell of giving the radical left the trillions and trillions of dollars that they constantly demand and faulted Moscow Mitch for failing to stop passage of the landmark tax climate and healthcare law known as the Inflation Reduction Act, which was a bipartisan bill. Here we go. All right, it's no fun now, is it Mitch? Gotta defend yourself against lies, huh? You can't believe this is happening to you. You are a powerful white man, how dare he? Yeah. This is what happens when you play games with Frankenstein, my friend. The monster may turn against you. That's exactly what's happening. Good for you. My brother, what are your thoughts here?
There's so much I have to say to the bright and beautiful people that make up the audience of Indisputable, such as I have a video about the same topic coming on Rebel HQ later. So nice. y'all see it, act like y'all are learning this the first time. Okay, let's get up these views. I wanna share a quote with y'all from a bright philosopher. I'll tell you who it is after, uh, after I read it, okay? Here we go, you see? Their morals, their code, it's a bad joke, dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you, when the chips are down, these, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. That was from the Joker in the dark night. <laughs> Me and my kids are gonna watch yes. it later, okay? Yes. So we're just preparing, it's on the other side of this thing I have up. They're gonna eat each other, okay? Because the chips are down and they're showing who they are. They will eat each other, so. I hope they got enough food with that PPP loan money because, you know, Trump probably isn't. Well, never mind, that's gross. But yes, I, I'm enjoying watching them eat each other, eat the rich. Yeah, the hypocrisy is tangible on every side here. All right, we got more. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments before I do that. Let me mention this because it's a very special bullpen coming up, going to be extremely informative and insightful. Um, Shanita Foster, all right, Shanita Foster, she's an anti-Karen that we highlighted right here on Indisputable. She was doing her job, she protected patrons of the establishment, but was fired. She's the Burger King manager who has now been fired. Um, after we covered this, she got in touch with us and she sent me an email saying, Dr. Richie, I've been fired, can you help? And so we're gonna help her. She has a GoFundMe, uh, let's put that back up again. Uh, you can go to her GoFundMe right now. We're gonna help raise money for her and her family as they seek opportunity as they transition uh, from this uh, ridiculous uh, action of Burger King in my opinion. And we will hear from her directly in the bullpen today. So you don't wanna miss that at all, all right? Okay, we got a lot of comments, I will read as many as I can. Biden flavor corn pop says, this is unbelievable. Talking about the church and the elder, um, that's right, it is. Shekinah Gnab Beer Dragon says, why are they always uh, ugly ass ignorant? Yeah, I, I can't get into the rest of this, but yeah, I get you. Uh, what investigation beyond the video itself is necessary? Indict, talking about the Vermont cop uh, kicking the detainee. Mika C, the silver hair dragon, hey uh, Margie Q, uh, you took out a loan, your deranged God Trump forgave that loan. How that work out for his election? Oops. All right. Let's go to Twitch. Um, Holy F. This is uh, Ayalana. Holy F. Uh, this was the murder that happened in my last apartment complex. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Um, and the White House. All right. Uh, Chipmunk PDX. Why doesn't the government give us PPP loans to cover student debt and then forgive those loans? <laughs> then they really can't complain. That's right. <laughs> That's that's a that's a good point. All right, I got something for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel great. Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. What the? Who does he use? Oh, no bacteria! Why? Who did? Who did? We don't want you here. We don't want to have you here. We don't want you here. If things are so great in your country, then stay there. You guys are such a bitch, man. Don't with me. We were not talking to you. You came here. Get lost. 
hurry. We have a DEFCOM 5 Karen here. I have more video as well as the update of the arrest. Yes, this Karen was arrested. Here's the next video. Yeah, there's more, but before I go to the more, let's count the way so far. She's racist, she has committed physical assault. Um, she said she's calling the police, I guess on herself. Uh, and she claims to be Mexican and not white. And then there's a bizarre apology, here it is. You have no mm -hmm. right to come and talk to us. No, you're wrong, you know what ma'am, you're right. Ma'am, I am sorry, ma'am, ma'am, I am sorry, you know what? Apologizing and saying peace. I don't know what that means, but but please have them please, come here please, because yeah. we are not feeling safe here. You don't want that safe right now. What? Well, I'm not gonna hurt you guys. Look at me. I'm all of 100 pounds, and you guys weigh well over 200 pounds. <laughs> Let me commend the ladies who were in that parking lot because they could have just whooped the Karen's ass if they chose to. Obviously, that would not have been difficult for them to do. They decided not to. They decided to remain civil. They called the police and did affect an arrest. I'm going to get into details on that in just a moment. Is it not ironic that the privilege of this particular Karen was so massive, her Karenicity was so profound that even after she committed physical violence, even after she decided to engage in a racist tantrum against them, she wanted them to shake her hand. And when they did not, she decided to insult them even more. Okay, we got her identity. Let's put up, um, let's first put up the picture of her in her full care and glory here. Her name is Esmeralda Upton. Ms. Upton is now facing charges after the confrontation on Wednesday night in the parking lot. Outside of a 60 Vines restaurant in suburban Dallas. We also have a press release from the local police department. Let's put it up. Here's the press release. It says on Wednesday, August 24th, at about 8.15 p.m., Plano police officers responded to a disturbance that had just occurred in the parking lot of a business in the 3700 block of Dallas 
Parkway. Um, she was uh, charged with terroristic threats um, as well as assault and bodily injury. There's a bond of 10,000. Let's put up the mugshot. All right. Additional charges, according to the police, may be forthcoming. And the local police department's crime against persons unit is investigating the incident now as a hate crime against Miss Upton. There you go. That's how you handle it. And I've said this before when you come in contact with a Karen like this, you can't just let things go. All right, this Karen has engaged in physical combat, has decided to assault, criminally assault others. You gotta go ahead, call 911, have them arrested. Maybe, maybe it becomes an intervention to stop them from future action like this. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts here? Ah, the segment sweeping the nation. Uh, these Karens, this one took this one took on something different. Usually Karens call the police. So law enforcement can inflict physical punishment or damage to other people. She took it. She took on this herself, and I made a video about this on Rebel HQ. It's up now. Take a look at it. But towards the end of the video, she dug in her bag as if she was going to take out a firearm. Karen, Karenitis, Karenicity has gone way too long, way too far, and I'm glad you're exposing this because the symptoms are getting outrageous. Yeah, and listen, Karens are dangerous, all right? But we provide a mirror here at Indisputable for reflection and correction if they choose to. I got something for everybody, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel great, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. If you blink, you may have missed it. Uh, so the black male was simply walking out of the store. We don't know what argument took place before that or what conflict there may have been. But we do know it's wrong to spit on somebody. But this person decided to do it to the back of the neck of an individual. Well, he responded with a back leg kick. I think that was an appropriate response to somebody who has decided to spat upon you. Um, really interesting. So let's put up the picture in full mass here. Uh, we have no clue as to the identity of the individual who committed this assault. Uh, but I will say this, if anybody knows this particular Karen, it's time for an intervention. This Karen is dangerous, walking around uh, doing what she did could get her seriously harmed, all right? She's lucky that was the only response to the actions she committed to. Dear brother, what are your thoughts here? Karenitis is a disease that causes middle-aged entitled women to behave like animals when they don't get their way. I assume something happened in that convenience store. Like, I don't know, that man was getting a slushie and minding his own business and she <laughs> had a problem with that. Intervention time, Twitter, do your thing. Twitter usually finds these people and they get exposed. And that's how we have this intervention here. It's getting dangerous out here. And not, I'm not condoning violence, but I'm glad for once things got dangerous for a Karen as opposed to them inflicting danger, but getting spit on, come on now. Yeah, yeah, and here's the thing, I don't condone violence either. I do condone self-defense, this was a self-defense tactic. Let's put up the picture full mask again, all right? Just wanna remind everybody of who she votes for. Her t-shirt clearly says she is, what? She's a woman for Trump. Woman for Trump. Yeah, that's what it is. 
I could have told you that even if you didn't have the shirt on. I, I, it's a bad visual. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Always good to be with you. Happy Friday to everybody, by the way. Okay, before I go to these amazing comments, do not forget our dear sister, Nina Turner. Unbossed with Nina Turner. That's coming October 17th, right here, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. That's starting every day, October 17th. Subscribe to Unbossed with Nina Turner, tyt.com forward slash unbossed tyt. I read some of these comments. Donna says, damn those Indian women um, have more discipline than I have. I'm afraid that even at 71 years old, I would have attempted to slap her. Shame on me, <laughs> but I have a smile on my face. Not shame on you. I mean, different strokes for different folks. You would have been defending yourself. That would have been just fine, perfectly okay. Leah uh, says, instead of a woman, uh, instead of a women for Trump shirt, she should have a Karen for Trump shirt. Maybe they're the same thing. You may be onto something. All right, um, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. Isn't it interesting that racist Karen, who claimed to be not white, to try to not appear racist? Uh, newsflash, you don't have to be white to be racist. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Okay, white nationalists are calling people that are not white undeserving minorities. While Christian nationalists, kind of one and the same, uh, they're saying that they are the most upstanding citizens in America. Let's go to the first video. There is no racism in this country. The only racism that is happening is against whites. They hate white people. They're replacing white people. They attack whites. It's time for whites to stand up. It's time for whites to be proud of who they are, to embrace their heritage, embrace their history and understanding of what, they, what it means to be a white man in America. The fact that you and your heritage and your ancestors, they built the modern world, they were pioneers, they were explorers, they were construction workers, miners, they were the educated, they were the influential, they were the philosophers and scientists of a bygone era. We must never forget that and we must be happy with that history. There's no reason to pollute it or attack it or mistreat it. Myself as a white American, I'm very proud of my history. I am proud of the country that we built. I am ashamed of where it is going and who is taking it over. Undeserving minorities. I mean, is that, are you gonna say that's racist? Okay, sure. Undeserving minorities taking over this country. Privileged white man doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, so let's play that game. Um, since you highlighted your ancestry, uh, dear sir, I will highlight some other dynamics. Uh, the people you're referring to are were also murderers, slave owners, rapists, colonizers, thieves. That's for the record. Okay, in addition to this bold claim by Dalton Claude Fettler, that's his name. Oh, Dalton. Uh, who is a known white nationalist. He shares this sentiment about white people being the greatest people in America, period. He believes in white supremacy. There's also this new thing called Christian nationalism, which is basically the same thing as white nationalism when you actually 
look under the hood here. So here's what uh, two Christian nationalists said about who they are. And I know in our country right now, they keep telling us, Laura, that Christian nationalists are the terrorists. Christian right. nationalists are the at risk. You know what we do for our enemies? We pray for them. We're supposed to. We suppose. I mean, we. But we actually do. We don't, I'm, we're not I'm still violence. working on that. You no, know, it's a tough thing. It's a tough <laughs> thing to pray for our enemies, but we do it, and and that makes us different. We're the most upstanding citizens in this country. Yeah. Most upstanding citizens in the country. Let's put up all of their pictures full throttle here. Uh, first of all, every single person that committed an act of terrorism on January 6th claims to be a Christian. Many of them subscribe to the ideology of Christian nationalism. As a matter of fact, the white male terrorists that have engaged in actual acts of terrorism against the United States and against others and killed many individuals over the course of decades, 92% of them claim to be Christians. Isn't that something? All right. But the best citizens, America, you say. Uh, those individuals, let's put them up again. Uh, that's Edward um, Saul and Lauren Witzke. So let's talk about the first comment from Dalton Claude Fettler or Felter. <laughs> uh, mirrors the great replacement theory, a motivator for recent terrorist attacks. That's what it is. In May, an avowed white supremacist killed 10, 10 people at a Buffalo grocery store. Police say the suspect intentionally target black Americans on the basis of their race. As with recent of the recent mass shootings in El Paso and Christchurch, New Zealand. Authorities say the suspect explained his actions in a screed that draws heavily from the great replacement narrative or theory. A racist theory that maintains native born whites are being intentionally displaced as ethnic minorities in their nations. Now this has been a talking point of the KKK for decades. The KKK, they have used this in their literature, their ideology, their speeches and on record comments. They have called it the replacement theory. They have referred to it as such. And now people like Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson and others have adopted the same language as the KKK in their opening commentary on their news programs. White supremacists, the greatest terrorist attack known according to the Department of Homeland Security. White supremacists present the gravest terror threat to the United States according to a draft report from the Department of Homeland Security. Two later draft versions of the same document, all of which are, were reviewed by Politico, describe the threat from white supremacists in slightly different language, but all three drafts. Describe the threat from white supremacists as the deadliest domestic terror threat facing the United States. Listed above the immediate danger from foreign terrorist groups. These individuals want you to believe their people, the terrorists, are the most upstanding citizens in this country. They are already framing the narrative to provide a pretext so that they can then give you the context. That's what they're doing. All right, dear brother, thoughts on this? He'll probably call me racist for saying this, but Dalton Kleinpepper is a very <laughs> white name. But what do I know? My name is Jeff Wiggins. So when he said all the things, well, that white people have done and contributed to this country, he forgot to add, and Dr. Richie, of course, you did. He forgot to add, you know, killing everybody and the genocide, but. What is interesting is he didn't go into detail about how white men 
are oppressed or suffering under racism. He didn't talk about denied access to healthcare or loans or employment or college or land or houses, none of that. He just said it because he's seeing more black, brown and native people and that's oppression to him. That poor victim. See, when you are accustomed to privilege, equity and equality looks like oppression, as we say. There's a cop, a cop goes to eat with his wife, who's a principal of a school. They're told they need to leave because they smell like marijuana. According to the police officer, they were racially profiled. Let's put it up, full mask here, very interesting. A Memphis, in Memphis, Tennessee, in an incident of racial profiling, a black police officer and his family said the manager requested that they leave the high scale restaurant because they smelled like marijuana. Marcus Mosby is his name. A police officer for nearly 28 years and his wife, a high school principal, they are both black, said they were asked to leave Houston's restaurant on August 20th because the manager said they smelled like ganja. You would think when I advised her of my occupation, the officer said, my wife's occupation. You would think she would have reassessed what she thought. She did not want to hear it. She said, you still have to leave, Officer Mosby told Fox 13. According to the officer, the manager said, there's a strong odor of marijuana coming from your party in this area. I said, ma'am, we don't smoke marijuana, you're mistaken. She said, I've gotten complaints. People have called and they said they smell. I said, ma'am, no one has walked past us but you, the officer said. Um, Houston's, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who, you know, they say it's a fine dining establishment. I would disagree. After getting another employee's opinion, Officer Mosby and his family refused to leave and were seated. The manager then apologized and said she was mistaken. I said, why did you just racially profile us? She said, I'm sorry, that was just a bad mistake. I said, how did you smell something no one else smelled? I am sorry, she kept being apologetic according to the officer. So there's a statement from the restaurant obtained by the local affiliate Fox 13. It says, and I quote, Mr. Mosby dined with us. That's how they start the quote. Mr. Mosby dined with us as if they're proud now to have a black man in the establishment. (laughs) Mr. Mosby dined with us Saturday with his family. When we detect the strong presence of marijuana with arriving guests, we do refuse service as the odor can affect others dining. We made a mistake in attributing the odor to Mr. Mosby's party and apologized. We were happy to welcome him in and take care of his experience on us on Saturday. Hey, but guess what? Not the only claim of racism at Houston's, at the restaurant chain, there's more. Uh, Mosby posted the details of this particular encounter, this interaction on social media. What happened after he posted it? Other black people chimed in and shared similar experiences. This happened to me when I had cousins here from Milwaukee, one Facebook user wrote. In October 2017, Atlanta rappers T.I. Killer Mike led a boycott against an Atlanta area Houston's after a woman claimed the restaurant staff refused to seat her large party, despite seating other parties of the same size. And I remember that 
very clearly right here in Atlanta when that protest was led by T.I. All right, looks like they have some explaining to do more so than this one incident. Would training change this? Maybe you need to recruit individuals who are not so insensitive. All right, Jeff, thoughts here. The stigma of marijuana in this country is just another old relic from white supremacy. And I put that on Harry J. Anslinger. You know the fact that somebody can't just walk in and exist in a restaurant, well, typically because of, I don't know, skin color. But now because they assume what comes with the skin color is the smell of what we called in Columbus herbal essences. Come on now, (laughs) they saw this black man, they assumed some foreign or different Older was marijuana because it's always been attributed to black people, and especially in Texas. And then they just ran with it just to get them out of this restaurant. Move on, people. Move on. Yeah. And see, that's the either hyper aggressive racism or the implicit racism. For whatever reason, this manager decided to make a connection between whatever she may have gotten a whiff of. I mean, who knows if it was even real, and connecting it to the black family who she saw making that connection and then deciding to act upon this false connection by dismissing them from the restaurant. The reality is the, the restaurant itself or the management, if they would have had their way, this entire family would have been gone, not seated. It was because the officer stuck to his guns, no pun intended, and his family was seated because they refused to leave. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. What's happening? Welcome back. Okay, we got a lot of show left. Uh, don't forget YouTube membership. All right, in case you missed it, you can now support Indisputable by becoming a YouTube member. You can do that right now. It is easy. All you got to do is click the join button. All right, there are three levels to choose from. We'd love for you to connect with us even more. You got act. Uh, you get access to fun emojis depending on your membership level. Exclusive Indisputable content, and you get to support the program that supports the platform of truth in this country and beyond. All right, let me read some comments. All right, Conrad Williams says, whites built the modern world. What, all by themselves? <laughs> That's according to the white supremacist, all right? That's new to me. Right, see Michael Henson, white nationalist. There is no racism in this country. The only racism in this country, wait, what? Did you, <laughs> did you say hypocrisy sounds like it? Yeah, sounds like it. There's no racism in this country. The only racism is against white people. Wait a minute, sir. Either there's no racism <laughs> or there is. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, R. King One Garcia. Membership three months now and counting. Says he doesn't know what uh, that early Muslims came up with, much of the math, science, and engineering we have built upon. That's completely accurate. That's right. All right. Um, and keep in mind, The pyramids were not built by Caucasians, and it did take math and engineering to do so. All right, Marjorie Taylor Greene says the left is trying to assassinate her. She thinks she's, um, I guess, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or something. So here's her latest video. Or are they trying, is the left trying to have you assassinated, ma'am? Yes, they're trying to have me murdered. They are trying to get me killed. And sometimes they're trying to kill me themselves, their own death threats, and, and, and they're being arrested for trying to do that. Steve, last night I was swatted for a second time, a second time. Two nights in a row happened to me. 
but I wanted I just want to give massive credit shout out from police here they are not stupid even though the people over at Media Matters probably thinks they are but they are not stupid they are fantastic and they are on to what is happening but it's very dangerous it's very dangerous Steve because we haven't found this person or maybe a group of people but whoever it is and whatever they are their ideology is sick. we have a Karen in Congress all right think about what she's doing somebody did a prank on Marjorie Taylor Greene all right it's not a good thing to do it's a bad thing to do her house got swatted that means they called 911 and said there was a police presence needed at Marjorie Taylor Greene's house that's called being swatted but instead of her realizing that this is a prank that's not good. All of a sudden, oh my gosh, the left is trying to assassinate me. Then she goes on the king of white supremacy, goes on his show, goes on Bannon's program. And you know, Bannon said, all right, here's what we're gonna do here. All right, Marjorie, I'm gonna ask you, is the left trying to assassinate you? You're gonna say yes. All right, there's more video, here it is. But that these people saying things like that, they're going to cause to get killed. If, I, if something happens to me, my blood will be on their shoulders. It will be their responsibility. The liars in the media are the biggest enemy we have, Steve. And I thank God for you because you fight them every single day. And we have to continue to do it because the liars in the media, you know, here's one thing you think about this. The freedom of press is not the freedom to lie. And that is the absolute truth. All right, let's count the ways here. Marjorie Taylor Greene says that the left is trying to assassinate her. Now, this is the same woman who has basically called for the death of other politicians. This is the same individual who has supported those that committed acts of terrorism against the United States government, against the United States Capitol. This is the same woman who refused to denounce those on the right who called for the death of former Vice President Mike Pence, same person. There's more. On Wednesday, Marjorie Taylor Greene, was the victim of the first apparent swatting, a form of harassment which someone caused law enforcement to report a false threat in order to summon armed police to their home. The tactic is dangerous. A police officer may respond with aggressive force and have little way of telling if it's a hoax or not. In a statement shared on Twitter by Fox 5 Atlanta reporter Claire Sims, the Rome Police Department said that officers responded to a call at Green's home shortly before 3 a.m. on Thursday saying that the call was received on what appeared to be a suicide crisis line. This is an active investigation and no further information can be released at this time, read the release. US Capitol Police declined to comment on the incident, citing longstanding policy for safety reasons. The Capitol Police do not discuss potential security measures for members or any potential investigations. According to the Rome Police Department, the officers responded to a call shortly after 1 a.m. on Wednesday morning claiming that someone had been shot multiple times at Green's home. Police said, also said that in a second call, the suspect used a computer generated voice to say that they were upset about Mrs. Green's political view on transgender youth rights. Green recently introduced a bill in Congress that would make providing gender affirming care a felony and has repeatedly pushed a false and hateful narrative against the trans community. All right, far right news anchor Anna Perez blamed the incident on the deep state while advancing transphobic assertions right here. Here it is. But all I'm saying is that this reeks of deep state intervention. 
After all, it wouldn't be the first time that the deep state went after someone who dared to say that child abuse is in fact not a conspiracy theory. I but do have one let, more. Let me, just, let me just tell you, what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia. And I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that. And I agree but with that. But there's not a satanic uh, pedophile. I have no idea. I know nothing about You don't know that? that? Okay. No, I don't know you that. You just this week. do you know that. Okay. And is it an interesting coincidence that right after that, that the 2020 presidential town hall, the rug was swept right from underneath him and Trump's second term was stolen from him. And just earlier this month, the FBI raided his home. Look, we all knew it was only a matter of time before Marjorie Taylor Greene was the next target. Her personal account was already banned from Twitter. She's blacklisted from several media outlets. And now this, now her, her house gets mysteriously swatted just when, just when her bill against child abuse legislation begins to gain headway. There is no logic as to why her bill would be controversial in any sane society governed by reasonable people. Hell, there is no logic for why we would even need a bill like this. Unless, of course, that is, sanity and reason no longer apply because the said society is governed by a demonic cabal of autocrats intent on protecting the worst people imaginable. Well, if that's true, then Marjorie Taylor Greene is in their way, and they will stop at nothing to try and take her down. Listen, these folks crazy as hell, y'all. <laughs> Gotta understand this now. Please understand what's happening. Okay, they got decent jobs. They can come to work and put on professional attire. They crazy as hell now. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, connecting dots that don't exist. They are taking a taking a play out of her book. They're connecting dots that don't exist on the networks that she affiliates with. Uh, but the reality is, they're bad for policy. They're bad for communities that we love. They're bad to hold those positions of political power. And literally be adverse to progress, adverse to coalition building, adverse to decency, respect, adverse to compassion and humanity. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the same woman who says the average American who has a college loan debt should not be able to get a $10,000 relief. But she got relieved of hundreds of thousands of dollars in forgiveness after after her PP loan, after her PP loan went through. She didn't have to pay it back. These people don't care about you, they don't care about me. All right, Jeff, thoughts here. The victim mentality of all of this is getting out of hand. The deep state swatting is pretty much a prank. Now it's stupid and it's embarrassing and unfortunate, but it's a prank. If you're swatting, don't do that, not cool. However, it wouldn't surprise me if Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatting herself. Now, if she's going to acknowledge that there's a credible threat for law enforcement to shoot her, then she needs to come out and just say that she knows that police can be dangerous and deadly. All of this reeks <laughs> so much victim mentality. It actually, it's starting to bring me down. It's starting to make me actually sad. What are we missing? Like you said, they're connecting dots that aren't there. So they had dots to dots as kids and they just kind of like started drawing anything in there. Like they didn't even do that. Yeah, none of it makes sense. None of it really connects, but guess what? It's going to land with the base that they are talking to, and that's the problem here. Brother, always a pleasure, Jeff, having you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel called We Gonna Be All Right, where the most recent video I did asked the question, why don't American black people play baseball? Spoiler alert, (laughs) we don't want to, it's boring, but come and check me out. That's hilarious, dear brother, always a pleasure, my friend. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable 
stick and stay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. We have a special bullpen today. We covered an anti-Karen not too long ago on the program. This individual stood up for customers, stood up for employees, and stopped a criminal Karen from assaulting others. She was fired from that establishment for doing so. Let me remind you of the video and then we're going to bring her on the show. Here's the video. Karen in Burger King. Particular Karen even attempted to hit somebody with a vehicle afterwards. I have Miss Shanita Foster on the program. She was the manager of that Burger King when all this went down. Uh, Madam, welcome to Disputable. Thank you for being on the program. How are you? Thank you. You reached out to me yeah. um, after we covered this, and you said, Doc, uh, I was fired, I was let go from Burger mm -hmm. King because yeah. of this incident. Ms. Yeah. Foster, you are a mother. You are a mother of a beautiful young girl named Tamia. She's what almost six years of age. Yep. Uh, this rocked your world in a very negative way. If you would describe what happened on that day. It's something that I've never thought that I would ever deal with ever. I've been in customer service since I was, I want to say since I was like maybe 19. And I never ever experienced anything like that. The the fact that she actually physically hit me was like over over breakfast was just 
it was just be it was just beyond that. Um, I never even thought that the videos would ever get out or I would ever go viral. Um, as far as like my daughter, it kind of made me want to look at life in a different perspective. Like ever since it came out, um, like I don't, I would always teach her to be a better person, and that just made me realize that I need to go harder. And it makes makes me me makes me feel like I need to try harder with her because this world is getting to be really cold. It really is. I want to ask you about some elements. Not seen on the video. To my understanding, okay. uh, this Karen actually did much, much more damage than what's seen on the video. Yeah. yeah. What What led to the physical altercation that we see in the video when you are trying to get her out of the building? What happened right before that? Um. Well, fast forward. This is when you guys actually see the recordings and stuff like that. Because to be honest with you, it it happened. It was going on about ten minutes before anybody actually started recording. Okay. And then it just escalated to that. I went behind the counter because as you see, you, you can't really see in the video, but you see that she's doing something. She's actually throwing something behind the counter. And that's what made me want to go behind the counter. Um, when you see her walking up to me and I'm telling her like, I'm trying to be compassionate to you. That's when she actually smacked me with the bag. Before she was just like, just tapping me, just, just trying to just like bully me. But she actually physically smacked me with the bag. And when she walked over, there was a group of women sitting there and they were just waiting to get their food like everybody else. They were, they were recording because they saw how, how it was getting. And she literally walked up to them and was like, you know, started using profanity and cussing at them. And then she got into the one girl's face and you could tell, you can't see in the video, but she was very young. I want to say she maybe was about 16 year old. She got in her face and that's when her mother jumped in and the lady was, the lady was trying to fight, trying to fight both of them. Like it just, I, I don't even know how it even escalated like that. She was just calling them all types of profanity and then hitting them with the bag. And then she literally went to go swing. And that's when you see me jump in there. And that's when I told her, I was like, ma'am, you have to, you have to leave. Like, you, you know, you're, you're getting to be too violent now. Like you're, you're just taking things to another level. Now you're, you're literally going after minors now. This all started because she wanted you all to serve, um, was it breakfast? Yeah, and I, I offered to serve her breakfast. I what happens is that the resort that or the place that I worked at, we are around a bunch of resorts. So between 10:30 and 11 o'clock, we usually get really swamped for breakfast, even though breakfast ends at 10:30. We can still serve breakfast, and I and I choose to do it. I know a lot of Burger Kings do, and so we run out of food. Well, within 15 minutes, I ran out of everything that we had. I offered to make the food for her, but I told her it would be about a 15, 20 minute wait. And in the meantime, one of my managers actually gave her something. That's why she had the bag to begin with as an inconvenience. And even that wasn't enough for her. How long have you worked? Did you work for Burger King before they let you go? Uh, I would say about a year and four months. Okay. But I did a lot of progress from working in a year and four months. You were um, appointed manager, obviously, because you were responsible and they saw that you had management ability and yep. you were given that post. Yes, I um, was. Why were you fired? What reason did they give you after and after somebody gets physical with you? You engage in self-defense, you protect other customers. Why did they decide to let you go? Well, to be honest with you, Dr. Ritchie, the morning, um, what happened was that incident happened on a Saturday. Okay. So I was off Sunday and Monday. So I came 
on Tuesday. Tuesday was actually what we would call our inventory day. I actually got there, I wanna say about 7.30. And I actually just left the job at 2.30 in the morning because it was my job to count everything in the store at night so we can do our monthly paperwork. So I came in there and I saw my head manager walked into the office. I did saw like the higher representative that was sitting there. I said, hello. And about five minutes later, he walked over to me and he just gave me two sentences. He said that me or he said so and so and human resources reviewed the footage and don't believe that you handled the situation properly. Therefore, you're terminated. That was it. We never sat down. There was never any discussion. It was just literally two sentences and for the amount of work that I did for them, I felt like I deserved more than that. I, well, I really and you definitely did deserve more than that. And as I said, in my opinion, you were appropriate. You engaged in self-defense and you also protected other customers. Mm -hmm. Once it escalated <clears throat> and it was outside, who is the white male that we see with her? It was that another patron, somebody with her? Who was that person? Well, what happened was is that when we were in the hallway, what you guys see on the video, she she started punching me and I warned her and I and then I, I actually grabbed her hair. And then that's what you see me dragging her outside. When she was on the ground, I was actually trying to help her up. I would never had no intentions of hurting this woman at all. I just wanted her to leave. I didn't want her to cause any problems. What happened was is that her husband got out the car and I guess he saw what was going on. And he walked up to me like he wanted to fight. Like, like, I, like I was a grown man, hands up, screaming. And one of my male employees, well, there was more than that. But one of my older male employees was outside of the incident. And he he got into the fight and stand soon. was like, you're not gonna hit her. You're not gonna put your hands on her. You're not gonna touch her. You know, like your wife is out of line, not not her. And you hear me yelling at him because I, don't, I didn't want him to get in trouble. I, I didn't want it to escalate. Yeah, so <clears throat> here's how I see it, um, sister. Mm -hmm. You have two old white thugs who decided to commit multiple acts of criminality against you and patrons of the establishment. Um, you stood up as a manager, you are the person in charge, buck stops with you. You took control and leadership of the situation. You got rid of the um, threat yeah. and you were punished for getting rid of the threat. You are a single mother, your daughter is almost six years of age. Um, yeah. Talk to us, tell us about your daughter. Uh, well, her name is Tamia. Uh, she, she'll be six in October. She actually starts uh, kindergarten in a week. And uh, she's literally like the light of my life. Um, if, if I didn't have her, I don't really know where I would be as far as like career wise or anything like that. She's given me a lot of drive and she makes me wanna do a better person, be a better person. And then any person that's ever been around her loves her. She, she's like the light in the room. She, she comes around, she makes you laugh, she, she, she plays with you. She, she's, she's, Reminds me a lot of myself when I was younger, and it's just it just just brings me back. Have you considered or been in discussion with an attorney about a wrongful termination suit? To be honest with you, no. But I really been thinking about it. I just didn't know where to go about or who to speak to or anything like that. I've never been in a situation like this ever, so I I, I really didn't know where to even. Look for, but I was going to ask you that. You know, if if you if you believe that there could be some wrongful termination in, in a case like this, I got some people I'm going to recommend you talk to. Okay, um, okay. tell us how this has um, turned your life upside down. Well, I've always been a very private person, and I'm all over social media. I've had people text me like that. I don't even have their numbers saved. 
like, you know, what's going on, like what what happened. Um, literally the morning after I, I went to the gas station and um, I went to go to uh, Dunkin Donuts or whatever. And they just showed me their phone and I was just like, oh my gosh. So now like, and I'm not saying that I'm famous or anything like that, but I live in a small town. So if one person sees it, they all see it. It's it's not just, oh, you could just bypass it or anything like that. The fact that they um, fired you abruptly, mm-hmm. um, what did this do financially for you and your daughter? It set us back. Um, you know, I have goals. I'm a single mom, so you know, I want to buy a house. I I want to live a better life for her. I want to be able to provide for her. Um, it may, it's making things rough. It, it really is. You know, I put a lot of heart and soul into that into that establishment, into that business, a lot of hours and stuff like that. And I don't want to call it time wasted, but that's what I kind of feel like right now. It's, it's just, you know, I put my heart and soul, they, and it, it just all fell apart. And then now, not only financially with school coming and stuff like that, it's just, it's making things so much harder. And it's making things so much harder for me to find a job. Um, like I said, like I live in a small town, so going to find a job, like I said, if one person sees the video, every person sees the video. And it's like, how do you, you, you can't always change people's opinions or how people view things. Shanita, I want to say this to you, and I understand exactly what you're saying and where you're coming from. I want to say this, okay? You cannot be limited. Yeah. Nobody is stronger than you. Every barrier that you face, you're strong enough to overcome it. Okay. Um, I see a remarkable, bright, well-intentioned, good-hearted sister in front of me. That's what I see. Thank you. And there are others that see the exact same thing. So here's what we're going to do, um, Shanita. There's a GoFundMe, and I'm going to read a little bit of the excerpt from the GoFundMe because we're going to help you. Uh, let's put up that graphic. Uh, one part. I'm going to get too emotional reading it, so I'm not going to read it. What I'm going to do <clears throat> is ask those who are watching to go to the GoFundMe. Shanita Foster, you can just put that in GoFundMe.com, go to the um, search. Bar, GoFundMe.com, type in Shanita Foster, S-H-A-N-E-D-A, Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R. If you type it in, you're gonna see her and her baby girl right there. It's gonna be the first one, all right? S-H-A-N-E-D-A, last name Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R, at GoFundMe.com. Go ahead and do that, all right? Ms. Foster, I'm not a wealthy man, Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna give you $1,000 today. Thank you. And I want that to be, it's my pleasure, I wish I could do more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask anyone who's able to match my 1000 to do so. This is the village responding to the negativity that has been done to this one person. We can't keep talking about being better human beings and being compassionate and standing up for each other and being a coalition. If we do not act in moments like this when we see clearly that this woman was done wrong. She stood up for what was right. And she has been railroaded by a major corporation who decided not to give a damn by the fact that she has served them well and served them well on that day also. Uh, so dear sister, those contributions are gonna come in. Um, what I'm going to do is make sure you have my uh, contact information. I do wanna recommend some uh, attorneys for you to talk to. Um, some of them may actually be able to practice in your particular state. Okay. But we need to go through a couple of details uh, for that connection to happen. Okay. But before we go, and once again, please contribute to the GoFundMe. Please contribute to the GoFundMe. If you, if you can't do a thousand, that's fine. Just whatever you can do, let's make sure we get this done. Uh, Ms. Foster is 
uh, a hardworking individual. So this is a temporary setback. She will have a job and be gainfully employed in the very near future. We just wanna make sure we help get her over this uh, gap that is taking place in her life. Um, if you would, dear sister, share your last sentiment with those who are watching. Well, I just wanna say thank you for every person that's listening or watching because I never thought that my words or my story or anything like that would ever get out. Um, sometimes social media could be really cruel. And I just wanna say for every person that's out there that, you know, thank you so much for listening to me and thank you for even taking the time to even hear what I had to say. And I appreciate everybody. Thank we'll you. We appreciate you. And I know sometimes the negative can seem loud. I want you to remember that there are way more people who are rooting for you than are rooting against you. Uh, criticism is gonna come, criticism is the price you pay for leadership. And the day you are unwilling to pay that price is the day you're not qualified to lead. But you ma'am are qualified to lead, which also means you're qualified to take the criticism. Yep. Wear it as a badge of honor, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Dr. All right, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for your time. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm -hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's no, a racist I, I, policy, I racist policy. Shelly, here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.